the strawberry alarm clock on FM 104. Bingo bongo, good morning. Happy podcast day. If you are downloading today because of Bernard Brogan, the full 21 minute interview is at the end of this podcast today. So if you can't wait, that's where you'll find him. But hang on, like, you know. Yeah. You could at least buy us dinner first or just listen to the bit oh, of the you podcast. Could listen to Bernard and then uh, reverse back to here because we've got so many things to tell you. Yeah. I know, and I really I implore you to have a look at the uh, or listen even to the entire Bernard because when you're doing a radio show there's only you can't do a 20 minute not on a breakfast show not on a show mm. like ours dedicated it's just too long so you may have heard the 10 minute version this morning on the show but the today's one is the full length and it's good it's really good about his biography and how he feels about the dubs at the moment and uh, how things are going and how his colleagues his former colleagues are being represented yeah and he talks about Cluxton in the bit that didn't make it on air and um, just how he's changed the game and the accusations of financial doping and stuff that just it's wrecking his head and the players the current squad they can't talk about it so let let us know have a listen and let us know what you think Um, coming up today in the podcast we've got some fake ads we've got Instagram a girl gets her right to reply over Paul Meskel's Achievement. In fact, it wasn't. She was the most tweeted, most liked tweet in Ireland of 2020. And like all things that go viral, she didn't really think about it. She jumped into the car after dropping one of her kids to school, jumped in, tweeted this, and bang. It, she's still getting... She tweeted on the 2nd of September 2020, and she's still getting notifications from that tweet over three months on. Unreal. <laughs> and we're all talking about Nigella and the way she says microwave. So that's all coming up. That is all... Did you yeah. see the thing that's going around? So you know the way you let kids do the decorations this time of year? Yeah, well, uh, like hang them on the tree. No, yeah, but you can also do, the, you can get stickers and things for the windows, you know, little elves and stuff for your front door window, whatever it is. We got, the, yeah, we got the candy canes. They're a big thing this year, but we got wired ones. Oh, did you? Now you have a cable hanging out to the window, which you shouldn't do. Why not? Because it might damage your window and it might damage the cable. Is that true? Well, so everybody does that. The fire brigade tweeted it. Did they? Yeah. They also tweet about the, the cheap plugs for the iPhone that aren't the legitimate ones. Well, yeah, there's there's iPhone uh, approved plugs if you're going to buy a cheap one. Um, so the stickers, yeah, the so stickers no, can be very hard to get off. So the this this mother and father they uh, <laughs> they got the letters. Have you seen this? No. For let it snow. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'm trying to think what that means backwards. Is that what happened? No, so let it snow, right? So let they got, they got a giant letters for L-E-T, yeah, I-T, S-N-O-W, right? right? Got all those, and they said, put that on the on the windows, and you can have let it snow at the front of the house, be cool. But the only thing is, the letters were too big. So they had to, so there was kind of, the, the windows were in sort of little squares. So there was enough squares. Well, it starts with W, ones. No. So go back further. So the, the, the first three had to go around the corner. So okay. they had let on the corner and then at the front of the house they had tits now. <laughs> <laughs> let tits now. So just make sure if you're writing let us know that it, you, you, you have the let in there otherwise it's a totally different front front door. <laughs> you don't have your house lit up with tits now as the front of your house. No. So that has gone everywhere. Although it is the most wonderful time of the year. So, That's so uh, funny. That can mean anything. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yeah, be careful what you're spelling you, out. Yeah, just you leave the kids to it. Oh, let's have a look. Oh, you did a great job. Oh, <laughs> that's different. 
Today also, if you're listening to the podcast, it will have will have probably done it by now. But we're we're interviewing Bod himself today. In Bod, we trust With the silent G. Like there are people that I still get nervous interviewing. Now you're Brandon Flowers. I'm yeah. not. We I'm haven't not. done it yet, so. We had a great interview. We were talking about my feelings with Brandon Flowers. We had a lineup with a thing lined up with Brandon Flowers, and I got the call to say it was happening. Yeah, and then on air, Nobby goes, "We're going to have Brandon Flowers on the show tomorrow." Then Brandon cancelled. So now, whenever you hear me saying you'll Brandon Flowers it, it's I don't like to to say who we've got until we have it. I'm sure Brian won't do that to us. Yeah. Um, Alleged balls Yeah but someone like him again You're kind of thinking Do we talk just You don't just talk about sport With someone like him Because there's so many questions mm. Um, So little time Yeah Like and because he puts himself out there Well Amy puts him out there a lot more To be fair Like you know Bet you 10 years ago You never thought you'd see Brian Driscoll Wearing like a Superman suit Well she brings out the funny in him <laughs> That's for sure Bods and- Brack We have to ask him about Bods Brack He's been making cakes all yeah, year. Yeah, of course. Yeah, he's a, he's a good little baker. You know, these are the stuff they won't talk to him about on BT. And also, if you don't mind me saying so, what? not all sports people are very interesting to talk to. No. Some of them are a bit monotone and there's a bit nothing stop going on. Stop now, stop. No, but they are, like when you talk to them. It's just there. I wasn't doing anybody in particular there. I'm just it's, talking it's, about, just in general, like footballers in particular. It's just that they're... Footballers are main, uh, mainly. They're terrified of getting roasted by a manager and they, they're just conditioned to do that kind of... Yeah. Yeah. But some of them yeah, This was a great game Like Bernard Brogan just, yeah. Opens up to you yeah. You know you can Bernard was good It was good chats. listen But uh, yeah O'Driscoll has You know A bit more to him Yeah So it should be a bit of fun So that, that'll be on the podcast uh, Later on in the week um, I'm still thinking now You know Now you can go for Pints with mates What's everyone doing Getting home Like there aren't enough taxis now Again It's going to be like when yeah. you had to queue on Dame Street because a lot of taxi drivers either aren't interested in working at the moment or have given up. The capacity on the buses and the Lewis and the Darts That's is down. Is lower, so yeah. Uh, everything closed at half eleven. So uh, you're kind of just... It's like there's obstacles in your way. Unless you've you know worked out a really good way to get home. To try and meet your mates. And then I've been talking to some people who have been out already. So I was talking to someone who was out on a Monday night this week and they went to a pub and that was that had loads of space but they were told uh, look if you take two hours to read through the menu there's nothing I can do about that so that was one pub Oh, but everything was spaced really well so the pub was safe I'm spending the old hooligans there and the only th- the only thing that uh, you could order was a toasted ham and cheese that was the only thing on the menu so you're handing the menu one thing on what more do you need but then they went to a restaurant after the, the prinks mm. and everyone was like one foot on top of each other ah no so um, like I'm sure, ninety nine point nine 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 percent of businesses are you know they're obeying by the rules and just desperately want to be open. But when you hear stories of that, and then you go, how am I going to get home? And mm-hmm. who's been in the taxi before me? And mm-hmm. it's all a bit roadblocky. I don't want roadblock points. No. Well, look, things are moving. Hopefully, next year will be a different year. It's like no one wants to wait another year to see their mates. Though. <laughs> no, they don't. You know. Um. But anyway, Bernard Brogan, the full interview is at the last 21 minutes of this podcast today. Um, a brilliant Sophia tweeter. She has got her justification on this show anyway. And we'll have lots of Dish the Dirt, fake ads and Instagram. But we started Wednesday's podcast looking at the news. 
Yeah. It's the Strawberry Alarm Clock. It's F104. It's 11 minutes past 7 on a, another frosty Wednesday. I said it was the the 9 looks a bit like the 7. You said it was the 7, did you? Yeah. Now, the thing is about, what would you say? Is that 20 feet away from me, that screen? I'd so, say so, yeah. Easy. Uh, 20 feet, yeah. Sorry about that. It's the 9th of December, not the 7th of December. Have I don't you got your eyes checked recently? I don't need the 7th. I don't need my eyes checked. It's a oh, methinks he protesteth too much. It's a tiny little oh, number. No, shouting, do you hear that? That's shouting. thirty feet away. I don't need my eyes checked. I'm grand, said the man who needed his eyes checked. I don't want to wear. How many fingers am I holding up now? Glasses. I'll tell you. <laughs> How many am I holding up back? Just the one. Just the one. How are you? Save that for you now. So here is the story with what's going on in the world. Um, I'll to Man United in a second because they're very upset. Oh. Again It's not a good time To be a Man United fan It really isn't Man United fan I know Said Pogba will be left To rot If Ferguson was still the manager Yes Yeah yeah Um, <laughs> The big news the, the front page news Is of course Yesterday's news That we brought you Around this time yesterday That uh, All about Maggie And Maggie's making The front pages She of course Is the first woman In the world To get the Pfizer vaccine One small jab For Gran Is the <laughs> The headline. God's sake. She's uh, she's ninety one next week. Yeah, this is the Irish birthday. super granny who's become a beacon of hope to a world ravaged by COVID nineteen. Um, now there's some very funny tweets knocking around. Somebody pretending to be her. Really? Yeah, and they were very very funny. She was got superpowers out of it and everything. Okay. And uh, yes, but um, yeah. So that's the she's making the, all the headlines this morning. Um, what was I going to tell you? Now, there's the Paul Meskel's tweet is the biggest tweet and big, most liked most tweet. Most liked in tweet of 2020, but it isn't. So he had one thousand one hundred thirty-one thousand likes, and I saw there's another there's an Irish female tweeter. Can't remember her name, and female uh, tweeter. She <laughs> she's a female tweeter. Yeah, she's a. a there's a female there's don't a girl. Don't tweets are gender specific. No, there's, right? she's, there's a girl who's tweeted and she has had many, many more times likes on her tweet okay. than Paul. So, and she was sort of getting in touch with everybody yesterday and saying, hey, you know the story about Paul Meskell's not, it's incorrect. What was her tweet about? I can't remember, but it was very funny as far as I remember. I'll come back to that. I'll find it and I'll come back to it. Um, now, Pogba was uh, put on the bench and uh, Solskjaer there, everyone's saying he's, Ollie's got to be gone now at this stage because um, his job is under the spotlight after Man United crashed out of the Champions League which was you know a shining hope for them there Man United fans who would you like as the manager 0876797104 and you're not having Jürgen so don't even bother saying it no Jürgen's going nowhere who would you like and you can't have any any of your previous managers back no. Although, what was the what was the Dutch lad's name again? Although David Moyes is doing all right again. Oh uh, yeah, like, uh, anyone was going to fail after Ferguson. Know, it's yeah. just wasn't fair on the man. No. Who was your what was your man's name? He's yeah, the fellow who looked like Trump. Um, oh. The Dutch lad. Yeah, what's his name again? Van Van Der. Oh, can't remember. Van Isn't that uh, Van Hul Van Van Gaal Van Gaal Louis yeah. Van Gaal Louis Van Gaal. Couldn't think of it. So how many have they had? This is like so they've had. Since Fergie, I so think it's Moyes the first, then Van, then Van Gaal, Van Hal, Van Gaal, then Jose. Was it Jose next? Yeah, yeah. I'm really then sure. Ali. Oh, hang on. Was was Ryan Giggs interim or something for a while? Yeah, just for a few games. 
then Ollie is temporary then Ollie where permanent. did you find the time Ollie's at the wheel exactly so that's that's four or five and I feel sorry for Ollie because do you know why uh, he's one of my favourite Man United players uh, like you know so as a Spurs fan that's the thing when I love Cantona I think he's brilliant and Solskjaer was the baby face assassin they, he'd come on he'd win unbelievable yeah. he'd, he was a brilliant player I do and often think about that like w- when you're you know, celebrated player, and you've had a really good career, and that kind of happened with Steve Staunton. Like yes. the man burned Very to similar. a crisp in USA '94 for his country, and then yes. when it doesn't go well as a manager, people in the passage of time maybe they they start to remember as a player again. But it, it can he's still a legend; he'll always be loved. But like this, he's done his best with the team of players he has. Yeah, he really has. And I think most people would agree with that. Like the the players. I mean, how much power does he have? Can he walk into the boardroom and say, "I want to get a whole new bunch of lads in here"? He's been working with somebody no. else's team, and like that's Stevie never, G. That's never easy. Stevie G took on Liverpool in fifteen years, and you know they were relegated. Hmm. He'd be, he'd be ruined. Like, so. Well, I don't know, King Kenny. You know, still the king. Yeah. So if you are a Man United fan, what would you do now? What would what would you like to happen? If you could ask Santa for one big thing to come in. One big expensive manager. Would you like would you like money? Would you like to buy three new players? Who would they who would you want? You Hands off first? Spurs, please. <laughs> leave us alone. We're finally doing okay. Finally. Uh, so just leave Spurs and Liverpool alone and you can have anybody else. Anyone else? Anything else you want? What would you like to do? It's FM 104 at 717. <laughs> Somebody says they want Trump. Oh dear. You'd be free in January. Dermot Kennedy live. Live. 7,412 shows in 2021. Subject to vaccines and licenses and things. Dermot Kennedy live. Dermot Kennedy live. One man. One jumper. One pair of camouflage trousers. 7,612 shows. 7,613 shows. Every green field in every estate in Ireland. Jeremy Kennedy. Live. Cash. Jeremy Kennedy. Live. It'll be hard not to. 2021. Yeah, you get the idea. This winter, Netflix presents an investigative documentary on the item of clothing that split the nation in two, or at least split a leafy South Dublin suburb in two. Dry robes in plain sight. You can't even see their faces when they throw on those hoodie towel things. God only knows what they're up to underneath them. A civil war erupts between disgruntled locals and semi-clad thrill-seekers. They are them telling us not to wear a dry robe. We're bringing a bit of fashion into the area. Dry robes in plain sight. All of a sudden I saw these semi-clad hooligans jumping into the sea. So I took some photos, just in case the guardian needed them. They weren't for me. They're so fluffy. Dry robes in plain sight. Will you take the plunge? You can take our photos, but you'll never take our dry robes. TotalWasters.co.ie How are you? I'm Brian. I'm a complete waster. I repeated my leaving cert five times and failed all five times. 
Not because I didn't have the ability, I just didn't do a tap. Didn't care. Still don't. If you want to scare the bejesus out of your lazy teenager, just have them hang around with me for a few days. I'll show them how being a dosser gets you nowhere. Totalwasters.co.ie One afternoon with me at 49.99 an hour will have them return home and hit the books harder than a wooden duster in the back of my head. Totalwasters.co.uk Pull your socks up. This Christmas, you'll be stuck in your house quite a bit. So what better way to hang around the gaff than with your own bespoke collection of Christmas hooks? Remember that framed wedding photo gathering dust in the attic? Hang it up with a hook. I don't care if you're separated. Hanging up with hooks is good exercise. Christmas hooks has every hook you've ever dreamed of. Slot wall hooks. U-shaped hooks. S-shaped hooks. Sorry, shouldn't that be pronounced hook? No, hook. It has two O's in it. Hook. Start the music again. We even have a catalogue book with pictures of hooks. So why not have a look? Jesus. Shut up, you. All you want for Christmas is hooks. Yesterday, uh, Twitter uh, announced that the most liked tweet in, in Ireland... In 2020? ...was Paul Meskell saying, I'm Irish. Because, of course, he was called British. Yes. We understand why he did it. He just... The two words, I'm Irish. But... A lot of people liked it. Somebody forgot something. Yeah. In uh, Twitter or wherever. Sophia Cadigan. Good morning. Good morning, lads. How are you? Let's set the record straight here, Sophia. (laughs) I know. This is absolutely ridiculous. What a miscarriage of justice has occurred. Absolutely. Not only did you get more than him, you got, like, nearly double, wasn't it? I did. I think his is sitting at about 130,000. And uh, mine, my last uh, tweet is sitting at around 1.6 million likes. 1.6 million <laughs> likes. Yeah. So, sorry, I was looking at the retweets. 250,000 retweets. You, when you go on your yeah. phone, are you still getting notifications from that tweet? I am, yeah. Now, it's slowed down considerably since September. But yeah, yeah it's every day there's a few, at least, yeah. Wow. I don't even check anymore. There's a beep from Twitter. I just know what it is. I've been turned off. I've had to yeah. mute the story. Mute the notification yeah, on it. Yeah. Mute the whole app, yeah. So what did your tweet say? Will I read it for you, Sophia? Oh, or do, you want, do you want to do you, it yourself? You go ahead there, sure, go on. Anyone else rip off their mask when they get into the car like they've just finished a disappointing surgery on Grey's Anatomy? <laughs> That's a funny tweet. <laughs> Thank you very much. That is, there's <laughs> nothing wrong with that. That's good. Thank you. I'm, now, quite, I'm quite proud of it. Where what? were you when you hit the button for tweet? I was I was literally sitting in the car after the school run. I just dropped my daughter off to school and I sat in the car because I'd ripped off my mask after dropping her in the schoolyard. And I went, ha! And like most mornings, tweeted some nonsense, you know? And then by the time I got home 15 minutes later, I checked my phone and it was already up on like a few hundred likes. And I thought, oh, Jesus, this is going to go somewhere. So You blew up. Who yeah. Who's the most famous person that tweeted it or liked it or quote tweeted it? Ah, there is a few. I mean, uh, that evening or the night afterwards, Ellen Pompeo, who is... Meredith Grey herself retweeted it and said, I do. So that was kind of exciting. Oh, wow. And uh, most of the Grey's cast had it on their Instagrams. You know, Camilla Ludington had it on. And uh, wow. a couple of others. Yeah, one of, uh, gosh, I can't remember who now, Viola Davis retweeted it. Um, that is so loads. Yeah, it just it kept going for, for about a week or two. So did you feel massive um, pressure then that your next tweets really needed to be an exception? I was so, I was so scared to tweet. <laughs> I mean, we, we've honestly, we've been in meetings where people go, can we make this go viral? And it's like, how, how yeah. can you make it? You don't know what's going to go viral. How can you make it go no. viral? No, yeah, people say, let's make a viral video. It's like, what? No, it's 
totally random, I think. Yeah. Or, you know, pure Cause, luck. Because you, um, you'd imagine, yeah. like, that's a pretty good tweet. You'd be sort of happy with yourself and off you go. But like, well, you wouldn't think 1.6 million later. Maybe it's no, because... it was shocking, yeah. Maybe it's because your tweet went international. It was worldwide. Do you know what? I'd say that might be... Like, obviously, be. I started tweeting yesterday when I saw the list of those, like, tweets and I was just like, oh, kind of half expected to see myself there after it all. And when I saw Paul Meskel at the top, I was just like, how dare he? Yeah, dare no. He. no. Has he not had enough this year? He also has to say, best tweet of the year yeah and his chain so <laughs> at Sophia Cadigan is your name and yeah, you deserve to follow yeah yeah to follow we're going to follow now um, I'm following and Kameer, if, if, if Paul Maskell is listening which he might be yeah I'd like if he wants like I'm a Kildare woman as well if he wants to settle this face to face I'm willing to meet him halfway to the news wherever he is and what, we can what, go what do you mean by settle face to face what, him, what are you talking about I don't know we could, we could fight it out I'd say or something just for the title oh, of okay, right. like tweet. I think yeah you just need to clarify that okay (laughs) 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 1.6 million yes in your face can we stop before Paul Meskel and I have to fight bare knuckle in the middle of Kildare please (laughs) it's one of your tweets from yesterday (laughs) yeah well sure look it's a very serious matter lad you get the pay-per-view I'm telling you on that one yeah I know yeah yeah (laughs) exactly congratulations on uh, having the most likes tweet then for 2020 Cheers, lads. Thank you for talking to us. Good Thanks day. Thanks a million for having me. Talk Cheers. To you later. welcome. Cheers. Bye. Bye. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. FA 104's Instagram with cover in a click. Young driver car insurance specialists. See what you can save. Coverinaclick.ie. 10 questions. 60 seconds. 1,000 euro. FM 104's Instagram. Hello, Karen. Hello, good morning, lads. Nice to see you, There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Plushcare.com slash weight loss. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program. Lovely, Karen. And all the people saying that Karen's, you know, they're using the name. It's not fair, Karen. Don't get me going. (laughs) Now, it says here you're sweating through pores you didn't know you had. (laughs) He said he wouldn't say that part. (laughs) Why are you so? Are you more nervous than going to the nervous dentist? Nervous for talking about a grand here, lads. Okay, I thought <laughs> you meant going to the radio. Christmas. 
<laughs> yeah, no, it's a lot. It's a lot. So what would this life-changing amount of money do for you? Yeah. Oh, it changed the wardrobe. I've an 11-year-old daughter looking for iPhones. We're hoping Santa's definitely going to pull through. And now, are you on speakerphone, Karen? Or are you just... I'm not. No, she's actually in doing hands-based teeth. Are you moving no, around there trying to swipe Are you on speakerphone, Karen? I'm not, but I'm walking around here like okay. a... Okay. Stand, stop pacing stand stand still, okay. Karen. I'm going to sit down. She's pacing the floor. Jesus. You can hear she's moving around. <laughs> <laughs> You're not on trial, Karen, okay? This is just oh, a bit okay. of crack. If you win, you get a grand. If you don't, at least you had some you fun. You told me to ask the questions. Karen, oh, you won. Don't, don't, don't start me off. Ha- happy, uh, winning. <laughs> happy late 29th birthday, by the way. Oh, thank you so much. Right. And do you know what? Do you know who texted me? Mum and Dad. <laughs> you what? Mum and Dad were the only people that sent a happy birthday text. No one else forgot. Oh, not as much Karen. as a friend. Oh, everybody send her a happy birthday, will you? Happy birthday, um, Karen. We've been on to them. Are you sitting down yet now? We're sitting down, we're calm. Okay. So, do you know the rules, Karen? Oh, God. You're going to ask me 10 questions under 60 seconds. I need to nail them. You do, and you can't That's get it. any help. You can't Google. Okay. Yeah, well, and we need your answer straight away. Sitting Only here, Google with Google. The telly on, so. There right. we go. This could be. This could go either way, Jim. This could go either way. Here we go. Karen. Good luck, Karen. Thank you. Thank you. In three, two, one. In the song "All I Want for Christmas," what does Mariah say she wants? You. Who was the T-shock before Leo Varadkar? Oh. Pass. What day of the week is Christmas Day this year? Friday. And a skillin is in what county? Pass. True or false, John is the most popular name in the world. False. The car and Puma are cars made by who? Pass. Last request and pencil full of lead are songs by which artist? Oh, come on, pass. But Karen, you need to, you need to give us answers. You can't give a shout pass. <laughs> what, what large supermarket is associated with Cornell's Court in South Dublin? Now we're gone. Jesus. No, we don't know. Spencer <laughs> Matthews is married to which Irish TV presenter, model, oh, DJ? Um, oh, you know that one. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, we all know that one. Vogue who? <laughs> Doesn't matter. She's just, she can be just one, one name. <laughs> and which famous Paris landmark burnt down last year? Was that only last year? Feels mm. like 10 years ago. Mm. The Notre Dame. Correct. Well, well, Vogue and Notre Dame yeah. helped you out at the end. Two giants of, of different things. <laughs> We might have a happy birthday for you, hang on. Happy birthday, Karen! Thank you! No problem. That's from uh, Arbs. Just just the one. Just, just the just one. Just the one. Oh, oh, there'll be God. more coming in now. There'll be more. Okay, so yeah, Murray Carey wanted you and a Kenny was the Taoiseach before <laughs> Leo Varadkar. Okay. Uh, happy times, huh? <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Christmas oh. is on Friday this year. Enniskillen is in County Fermanagh. Uh-huh. Mohammed, you were right about that. John is not the most popular word. Mohammed is the most popular name in the world. Good morning, all to the all the Mohammeds. All the Mohammeds. All the single Mohammeds. <laughs> the can, the pium, or cars made by Ford. Oh. Last request and pencil full of lead. Pass. Pa- Paolo Nutini. <laughs> oh, 
Cor. Yeah, little Scottish fella. Cornell's Court is Gorgeous dominated is. by the biggest Dunn stores in Ireland. Yeah. Huge. Ah, Sherlock, you could only try. How much is that land worth where Cornell's Court is? Happy, happy birthday. Yeah. Happy birthday, Thanks. Karen Hun, says somebody else. That's from Dean. Uh, Karen, you got a five. No worries. Which is all right, because it feels like you said past everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, stop. <sighs> anyway, we can put the kettle on, we can relax. Yeah. The phone calls doing. It sounds like you're relieved, it's all over. The pressure's off. I awful. am, to be quite honest. Yeah, yeah. Go totally the unexpected again. phone call, private number, not exactly what you want at 10 past Well, eight. when you send us a DM with the answers to the qualifying question, there's a good chance we might ring. And you know? it's good for people to know if, if you do enter I for send Instagram. That in every morning, so well, chances are you won't ring. Well, there you are. <laughs> well, a million people live in this city, you know, so. Yeah. This is it, exactly. No, I appreciate the call, lads. Cheers. See you, Karen. See you. Have a good one. Bye-bye. Happy Catch birthday. I can't Cheers. cope with her. Uh, <laughs> well, first of all, my heart's breaking that nobody said happy birthday to oh, her. Oh, God. Then she gets. She was so nervous, I felt sorry for her. And now I'm just. I'm so relieved for ah. her that it's over and she's. she can relax again and breathe. Oh, God. I feel like a dentist has just taken everyone's... the entire set of teeth out and now they're leaving the surgery. I haven't seen any of it unfortunately with the Emily Atak uh, show uh, she hopes Love Island fans have enjoyed her comedy show on ITV2 uh, it's the series finale it feels like two seconds ago we were talking about it starting the only thing I see of it is when she posts up stuff on Instagram to say here I am ready to start filming today or yes do the show. she does that Holly Willoughby shot she does come join me uh, anyway it's her last one tonight and she hopes that people who don't usually watch comedy have tuned in I'm sort of flying the flag for the false eyelash, Love Island type girls, you know, in their beautiful bikinis and fake tan and and hair extensions. I want girls like that to love comedy. What does she mean, girls like that? Eh, fake eyelashes, fake hair. But is, she, is she saying that people like that are... They can't like they, comedy because they they're really fake eyelashes. Ca- they don't get comedy. <laughs> Maybe. I, I, don't, I don't really know. Them. We have to ask her if she was here. We'd have to ask Vernon Kay I'm a celebrity Get me out of here um, He lost two and a half stone Yeah Because all they're eating Is beans and rice Isn't it Yeah Well there were some Treat dinners Like there was definitely Days where Vernon in particular Got to enjoy himself But they definitely They put the screws On you with the food Viewers are finding out More about his life In the castle now That the stars have Returned home In fact finalist Vernon Has confirmed That there were Haters in the camp ah come on what there was one heater in my living quarters but they were very rarely used I'll be honest with you it was cold at night it was freezing during the day the heat that we got was very very limited they didn't do any of that wrap up party because there probably wasn't a wrap up party not normally anyway do you remember like last year you had Andrew Maxwell and Ian Wright by the pool having a beer oh, yeah, everything was fine they can't have a party that's one of the best episodes Um, well they could have done it with everyone who was in the, the camp because they were yeah, they could they together. Had, yeah, but they, they probably wanted to see their, their other halves at that stage. Screw their other halves. I want to see the party. Yes. Um, yeah, well, anyway, it was, it was just gone in a flash this year. And uh, Johnny Depp has applied to the Court of Appeal in a bid to overturn the verdict of his recent libel case. Yeah, I don't think that's going to work, Johnny. It's now believed Johnny's lawyers have filed an application to appeal the High Court ruling. I think their lawyers have more money than your lawyers, so I'd leave it alone. So a one-off Christmas special reboot means they're trying, a, it's like a pilot reboot. And this guy's had a few pilot reboots or a few different quiz shows that he's done. 
He currently does a massive quiz show. Is it Stephen Mulhern? No. And the BBC are going to try him out this Christmas for a reboot of Blankety Blank. Oh, Ryland. No, not Ryland. Who would you cast as the host of that? So the previous host... It is a fella, I'm just assuming it's a fella. It is a fella, yeah. Um, It is a fella, yeah. It's always been fellas. So you would imagine that maybe they would have mixed it up, but they didn't. What's been the biggest game show with a, a female host? Trying to think off the top of my head. You don't get that. Weakest link. You don't get that. Well, QI has um, what's her name from the Bake Off? But the big Saturday night ones. You know there hasn't. Yeah, um, there hasn't been that many oh, female game show hosts. BBC. Ollie Moores. No, no, no. Jeez, no. <laughs> he could do it. Not after the Pringles the incident. BBC wouldn't touch him. Ah, there was a bloody joke with his own girlfriend. Would you leave him alone? I will leave him alone. With the BBC will leave him alone as well. Okay. <laughs> no, who? Who? Much more wholesome. Much more wholesome, right? He already does a, a huge quiz show. Oh, one of the quiz afternoon guys. Yeah. Oh, Bradley. Bradley. Bradley Walsh is going to be. He said it's a thrill to host it. But you see, he's too associated with the chase. He's Mr. Game Show. There's certain sort of comedian actor type lads, and well, not so much lassies now that you mention it. I, I can't think of it's any weird, female. Isn't it? Yeah. No, there's there's there is one. On BBC Two, that's really difficult. It's like it's so difficult. I don't even watch it. It's like, yeah, good luck. I can't understand it. And that's hosted by a lady. Anyway, so he's looking forward to bringing it back. So if it's a success, it could be an, another show. Who knows? Best of luck to them. Best yeah. of luck. Dermot Kennedy has uh, added another date to his sold-out Irish tour next summer. The Dubliner will play St. Anne's Park in the capital on June twelfth, and in addition to his date there on June fourth, and. Uh, in celebration of that have something very special happens here tomorrow all it? day tomorrow it's Dermot Kennedy Thursday uh, we will play some Dermot Kennedy songs we always play Dermot Kennedy songs but in the middle of some of them it'll be Der Not Kennedy and that'll probably be you Jim it'll, yeah so uh, I'll it take it might a, be you his beautiful vocals will be replaced by somebody just <laughs> but the beauty of it is we only have five pairs to give away so it can only happen five times throughout the entire day there are an extra pair up for grabs on our Instagram account right now also Colin Farrell has his hands full he was spotted carrying a seven level cat tree and a bed for his furry friend he was seen, seen leaving Petco store in LA he was wearing a, a white vest and uh, he's in LA and he was grabbing a, he grabbed a cup of coffee as well he's, he's getting his messages in mad for the coffee that lad oh mad for it green juice Coca and coffee Coca Pops at 3 in the morning and coffee he loves his cat and uh, he's been wearing a tank top he's wearing Adidas trank, uh, track pants Adidas is that Adi- what you call it Adidas Adidas <laughs> I'd like some of those Adidas runners Adidas now did you hear what's her face no Nigella Lawson oh yeah have you got this I don't have it no but okay. it's it's it is everywhere, um. <laughs> like it's just so odd, so so odd. Yeah. Uh, it could it be that one. It could be that one. Here it is, right? So microwave, right? So you think you're going over to your microwave today to use it? Here's how Nigella, who smiles when she cooks all the time, yeah, but that's okay bit, though. I don't mind that. A bit like odd, the, you know. That smile. No, no, thing. she looks demented when she does it. But I still need a bit of milk, full fat, which I've warmed in the microwave. What? Yeah, ah, you heard on. it. You well, heard yeah, it. This woman, she <laughs> you can't say. She I still need. She made a curry out of banana skins last week. No, she's saying I've warmed in the microwave. She's microwave. Ah, shut up, Nigella. That's ridiculous. You're talking through your hope. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh They're micro-wavy Now listen God, I, She has again. to be messing Like I said like She's not messing She has to be messing Milk Full fat Which I've warmed in the micro-wavy Which yes She's Stop. messing She's messing Stop. though That's you know, ridiculous It must be a joke But now I, I have to go and lie down I have Yeah those people are saying 2020 was bad enough Without micro-wavy Just one Well more. micro-wavy sounds like Some guy who one. plays for You know One more time for Drada. Full fat, which I've warmed in the micro wave. Oh, <laughs> oh, make me sick. Didn't you drive one of them once? Dublin's F104. It is the strawberry alarm clock, and we can now go and talk to our good friend of the show and Dub's hero, legend, all those words, Bernard Brogan. Good morning. Good morning, Jim Jim. Good morning, Nobby. Are you well? How are you, Bernard? Yes. So, The Hill, my autobiography, Bernard Brogan's autobiography, when you sat down to write this, and you had to like write down the, the the key points of what you wanted to talk about. What were the big ones? Yeah, so I didn't want to write a, just a, 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 an autobiography of just talking about scores and talking about matches. And they weren't really, even though they're great to win, the wins and, and playing playing football is is what I love to do. But for me, the real magic of it was the the people I met along the way, the crack, the the hard work, the the lessons you learned, and um, that purpose you get and pride you get from playing for your county. Um, so that was for me. I wanted to try and get that message across in the book in, in whatever way. Um, I was I was hoping that the Dubs would have six in a row done um, and the book would be out in September. But uh, obviously the COVID had different plans. So I've been nervous enough about how the likes of Stephen Cluxton and that will, um, will, 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 what he'll say to me when I meet up with him after football is done. But um, yeah, it's been an enjoyable experience. Relive the memories of over the last 15 years and I, I had a tough run in at the end and I didn't get much game time and I, I had a, a lot of challenges to try and make myself relevant but when you kind of look back and kind of say wow um, it was 15 years what an amazing journey seven All-Irelands uh, so many so many amazing things that happened obviously things have kicked off since the weekend what a great time though mid-December to remind everyone you want more of this Bernard's got a book out since earlier on in the year <laughs> stocking filler <laughs> yeah you discuss the hill, my the, autobiography, Bernard Brogan. <laughs> the Carry level on. of detail when you get the call from Jib Gavin that says you're not going to Crow Park, you won't be on the bus this weekend, and you even give the detail of the silence at the end of the phone, and you were unsure whether to take the call there. I think you were driving at the time. Yeah. Um, you have been fairly honest in the book. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, there was a couple. He unfortunately there was a couple of times he had to make those calls to me. But for the for the for the last one, which was the All Ireland for a final before the, the replay, um, it was, he was basically retiring me on the phone. You know, he was he was saying you're not travelling, and it was obviously no one ever thinks it's going to go to a replay or, or you don't plan for that. So he was ringing me saying that's your time done with Dublin. I knew it was my last year. I knew it was my last last hurrah trying to make me make myself useful. Um, so I was in the car, very emotional moment. Um, and I didn't even fight it. Although throughout the book, there's loads of, of ding dongs I have at Jim because um, I was trying to fight, fight for my place and show my that I, that I, that it mattered to me, show that I want to play, and I felt that I could add value. Um, but that last time he rang, I just didn't have any fight left. I just kind of um, yeah, it was just kind of a real, real moment at the end. The end was now, um, so it was a really tough, really tough moment. Um, but. Uh, Kerry had a different plans and the dubs and there was a replay and there was one more one more um, one more go at it which which I eventually did get out there with the dubs and on merit I, I got back onto the panel which well, was amazing just to be part of it at the end. I love that after that call you went training you said nothing he walked up to you at the end of the training and what what did he say? 
Yeah, but I, I, I never try to let my, my, my kind of personal feelings show in the, in the dressing room or in the team. Um, I think it's always good to show show the team first and not be not be throwing toys out of pram and and to take uh, and to be giving out about things that, that that you can't control. So um, yeah, I think I just went to train and I put the head down. I said I'd, I'd do my bit. I, I went around and helped a couple of lads. Um, knew I wasn't travelling. Um, and at just the end of the train, he came up to me and just said, just kind of, he actually he came up, gave me a fist pump and a nod, and it was just a, a bit of a respect, kind of saying fair play to you, like he mm. just like you know, and that was that 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 meant a lot, you know. Has Jim read the book? Have you had a reaction from him? He he got the book first anyway, um, and he thanked me for it. Um, I actually haven't spoke, I haven't seen because of COVID, we haven't been out and about, and usually would be loads of different things going on. But I haven't actually spoken to him in the last couple of months. Um, but yeah, I think there's, there's there's a few battles, but there's massive respect there, you know. From, mm. Hopefully, hopefully both sides, definitely from my side anyway. Like here, the, the, his, his his record says it all, and he 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 did what he be, what best he thought. And we're in the, we're athletes, and when you're an individual, you have to back yourself. And if you're, if you're not backing yourself, there's no point in being there. And that's what I tell myself is, yes, obviously you, you want to play, and you you get annoyed, and you don't. But Jim's trying to put the best team out there to win, to win, to win, an uh, All Ireland. But and, and if I'm if I'm not happy and I don't show that that it, that it hurts and that it matters, then I shouldn't be there, you know. So Jim would never tell us to apologise for asking questions, for asking hard questions, and for put, putting ourselves out there and putting our hand up for the jersey, you know. And that's what you want in our group. Our group was massively competitive, and 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 the panel really drove the energy. The players drove each other on, and and that's the environment we had. And it was a great great to be part of it for so long. When you look at Leinster, Bernard, and we we have to go there. There's there's many I suppose discussions. They've it's not just this year they've happened about Dublin's success and population and funding. Uh, the average winning margin of seventeen points in Leinster and then a, a twenty plus winning margin in in a final. I presume you do see particularly in Leinster where the other teams are just at a loss. Yeah, yeah. There's uh, the the competition hasn't been hasn't been great over the last number of years. Um, and I know there's a big conversation about finances and splitting Dublin up and all this type of stuff. I don't, I don't think that's the answer. I do believe that the GA should be looking at solutions or ways of um, helping promote, which, which I'm sure they are, promote um, the sport and and the kind of development in the, the counties and all counties. Um, and I think it's about we've been lucky. Obviously, we, there was this big talk about funding in Dublin as the capital, and we big population, and you can't change any of that. Um, but I think it's about kind of the GA understanding what Dublin did well, taking the learnings from it, um, and other counties have done it well. Um, Kilkenny for so long, what what was their ingredients? Kerry um, continuously, what are their ingredients for making success? What are the what are the grassroots doing? What are the schools doing? Kilkenny, it's it, it, it's it's a religion down there. Hurling is a religion, and Kerry is the same. Football is beyond them. All, every, that's all that matters. And you can't just instill that in a county. And that's not to say any other county isn't as passionate about it. The players aren't as passionate about it. But it is about instilling your 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 organisation. <clears throat> Fundamentally, county boards are like small businesses, like or big businesses in some cases. And there needs to be money is one thing, and money is important to 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 have resources. But there's so much more that goes into an organisation, uh, culturally, um, development-wise, um, all of these different moving parts. Uh, if you think about like a small business, there's loads of businesses that have been well-funded that didn't work. <laughs> there's million, millions of, 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 of examples globally. Dublin got some funding. They set up the structures well. They set up the development structures, and, and we're reaping the rewards of every year there's players coming through that system. 
um, that are going to be able to play football at senior level. Uh, and, that, and other county boards and other counties, I wouldn't say, have that level of development. Some of it is, is, um, is, is financially um, helps, obviously, and some of it is, um, is structures and processes and, uh, and, uh, and the, the, the county boards kind of rolling in. So there's, there are some learnings there that, that, um, that people can take. And, uh, but yeah, there is, it's not a solution that's going to be solved today or tomorrow, I don't think. And, and those parallels between money and, and success and the way you describe Dublin as is the admin and, and everything, the S&C coaches, the support staff, is when you look at that like a business, is it just that Dublin's business is performing better than the competitor's business for the last 10 years? Is it that simple? Yeah, like the, like the finances give you the resources, they give you all the tools um, to, to, to prepare yourself the best. Um, I heard Kieran Donaghy actually speak yesterday, and he spoke well. He actually was saying he sh- Dublin, you have to you have to credit them that in every big game that we played over the last ten years, when it's only a kick of a ball between the teams, Dublin have pulled through. And that's not about finances. That's not about anything. That's about a team that has built a mindset and a culture that is just willing to go the extra mile. Um, and yes, we do. Dublin has got some great resources financially and different things. In some ways. A lot of money, most of that money has gone into the grassroots to, to coach kids. I think actually the number of kids in Dublin playing is very similar to the number in Cork, which is which as a ratio of the population is very bad. So obviously the Dublin is, is very powerful. You don't say put more money into Dublin or like that, but there's, there's, those, there's a lot more competition in Dublin. There's a lot more, like land is more expensive. There's a lot of arguments about why finances are, a bit, are more in Dublin. Um, so that this, this, and uh, I think the fundamental of the argument is that not many people have the full information. To be totally honest with you, Dublin have created something. And my argument the weekend was that this team, and I was only a bit part of it for for the last number of years, this team is, has, has is the best that we've ever seen from a skill and a, from a athleticism point of view. And they're not getting the credits, and, and they are getting credit, but the people are just are online and stuff like that are just talking about financial doping stuff like that and I just don't think it's fair fundamentally I just don't think it's fair and these guys are just unbelievable athletes and just are, then they're setting the standard in our game that we love and everyone loves it so why would we why would we stifle them why would we push against them why, why do we champion them and see how they're doing it and how do we emulate them in, all around the country you know that's what, I, that's what I think we should be doing We've interviewed a lot of um, musicians and actors and they've had huge success and it's a similar thing to sport where when you're in, when you're flying to the moon and back, you don't realise how big it is when you're part of it. Now that you're sort of stepping back and looking back at your career, do you feel like is there a wow factor to my God? Look what look what we did. Yeah, and so you only realise, as you say, you only realise when you when you're looking back in it, and it still hasn't hasn't even fully hit me because I'm still kind of thinking about the games and watching them as they go. I think I think when you retire, it, it, it hits you at different times during during those first couple of years after. Um, but yeah, like I, I obviously miss it, but I'm really proud of kind of my like how long I stayed there. I my I gave it everything at the end. I didn't ride out and retire at the top or when 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 I was first name a team sheet. I fought to nail to put back on that jersey because it mattered to me because I love Dublin and I love playing for them, um, and I wanted to continue doing that until I couldn't add any more value. And I felt. I didn't play as much the last couple of years. I got injured obviously in eighteen, but I felt I was adding value to the group and helping that that team and that culture um, be the best that they could be. So that was enough for me to to, to feel to feel that I did my bit. And, uh, and when you when you stay for so long and you kind of hang around like that, you kind of feel I feel a kind of a sense of 
uh, achievement and that's and then that I'm kind of just I've enough done and I kind of can leave it I can leave it alone um, with comfort and pass on that pass on the jersey to a young lad and um, that 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 that'll do the job with a bit more energy a bit more legs than me but um, I'm, I'm glad I'm, I'm happy with my innings as they say. Not a, not a lot of players even have the uh, I suppose they're nearly like the couch you can lie on. You have a brother and a father who can relate to. The, the dark days and, and the good days obviously as well but were you able to ring your dad or Alan on the days where you just you, you wanted to pack it in and they talked you back yeah I had some great chats with Alan actually um, I remember one just before I was going in to have a rumble with Jim Gavin I was sitting down and um, we trained in St. Clair's there and just DC on Glass Nevin and um, I was down in a, just outside a coffee shop down the road uh, and I remember just on the phone to him standing outside and I was, I was looking for words of wisdom off him and he was teeing me up with a few few nuggets but um, yeah so it was great to have great to have have kind of that support around and yeah not to Joe's uh, as for voice or your knees or anything like that but it's good just to know that there's um, yeah there's, they're, they're there to, they've been through some of it Alan um, would have been disappointed with some of his game time at the end of his days now he had the like everything he did he had the perfect ending and and uh, Scored an unbelievable point in 2015 to finish off the game against against Kerry. So, um, but yeah, he's um, yeah, it's good to have the family there. And fam, the GA's been so important to the Brogans. Before every game and after every game, we have a barbecue in in, in our cousins the Currys down in um, in Sisbury, and then they all walk down. Literally 40 or 50 Brogans walk down the canal to Crow <laughs> Park. Like I know they haven't done it this year, unfortunately, yeah. so I wasn't able to join yet. But I'm looking forward to those days as well. There'll be a burger on. Um when you talk about Twitter and, and there was a huge reaction to the Mirror article you did and in your story you mentioned Stephen Cluxon to so many people his playing persona anyway he's a man of mystery um, how like that was one of your arguments for how has money helped him um, and you hear the stories of him refusing and turning down endorsements and opportunities like that because he just that's, that's not what he does so is that just is that the way to shut these kind of arguments down when you see someone who's had that level of success played for the team for now into his 20th year um, with, without the trappings yeah and that's that was that's what disappoints me the most is that when you see someone like Stephen Cluxon they've, they've literally changed the rules of, of kick outs and, and, and where you can catch the ball three times over the last or three or four times over the last ten years to try and counteract his his success and when you talk about the financial doping and all this type of stuff that people are saying, Stephen Cluxton came in in 2001 when Dublin hadn't won all Ar- won in Leinster for a number of years. Now, mind all Ireland, it was 10 years before Dublin won all Ireland. But he toiled and he and he fought because he, he loved playing for Dublin. And financial uh, had no bearing in his resolve or his effort or the amount of time he spent, the hour before training and the hour after and the homework he did and the videos he watched and the practice he did uh, for that kick in 2011 that got over the line. No matter what anyone says, financial in, um, resources or anything around Dublin made made no difference in what Stephen Cluxton's resolve is and his efforts and how what he's done for Dublin GEA. To probably be one of the great, the most transformative footballers ever um, in, in the fact that he's changed the way the game's played a number of times and literally they've played, changed the rules a few times. So he is one of our biggest biggest powers, obviously, but... Um, that's my argument back to that. Yes, there's there has been financials, there has been resources that have been put into grassroots, but fundamentally, when you look at those players and Adeen Rock, who, who I've seen with my own eyes, practice hours and hours on end, you know what I mean? And 
I, I can just give that give that line because I've seen I've seen the effort they've done, and it just that's it just disappoints me when people say that, that that there's some other reason for their success other than graft and hard work and pride for what they're doing. And would it bother them? Would would they be offended? You think, or would they just uh, wouldn't bother them? There's no, Stephen Cluxon won't be offended by any of those conversations. He's he's the most self-aware and and, and kind of person, and um, he's he kind of looks at looks at looks just looks at himself and gets on about his business. He's a simple simple in that way, and it's a nice outlook he has on life. But um, but yeah, like here, like there's still no reason why someone should question his his um, his successes that have been unbelievable. Um, to, to lift, I think six six All Ireland as captain. Um, people are questioning his, they're, they're muddy in his achievements in my book. And as you said, he won't he won't listen to it, nor that's not the way he, he tunes into it. But I still I still think someone should 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 counter argument um, that those pieces, you know. When the, when the Dubs were in the dressing room before some of those big highlights of your career, I mean, when you see the Dubs being interviewed, there I always think they're so well media trained they give nothing away they never say they never lose their cool they never say anything that they shouldn't say uh, Jim Gavin always had kind of no emotion and Stephen Cluxon just ice cold cool like, like with everything he does as well when you're in the dressing room though that team talk I'm always fascinated it must be different behind the scenes can, yeah, you, t- can you tell us yeah. what, what it was like yeah, to 100%. get one of those to be honest with you, a lot of it was player-led. Jim is a steely character, yeah. um, and he was he was quite similar in, in person. He was a f- attention to detail. He was a great leader. Um, but when you talk about te- team and driving, there was no hairdryer moments uh, or anything like that, that that Jim would put in. He it was calculated. It was um, it was all focused on what we need to do, what were the problems, how do we solve them, uh, and a lot of it came from players, and we'd break up into forwards and back, backs and kind of come up with what worked, what didn't work, and how do we break it down, and literally, the game has evolved into a lot of, like, stats and looking at the games and analysing kickouts and all this type of stuff, as you know, mm. um, the game is like, if you look at NFL and the US, US sport, it's all about stats, it's all about analysis, it's all about that, and we're, our sport is following that way, um, so that's what, that's what the half time that's what the pre-game is set up to do it's, um, but then you get the odd bit of passion that Johnny Cooper or James if James McCarthy gives you <laughs> gives you one roar he, every now and again every couple of years he gives you he gives it to you between the eyes and that's what it's about playing for Dublin and when James McCarthy looks you down looks you down the, the barrel uh, <laughs> and tells you what it's about um, that's what that's what makes it so much pride and you have moments like that they're just magical when different people take Paul Flynn when he when he when he took a it takes a kind of a, a lead on something, so I, I, I always enjoy. Even though yeah, the, 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 the calm and the analytics are important in the process, but I always loved when someone just showed a bit of passion and showed what it meant to them, um, because there's nothing that gets you, you riled up more than someone showing that. When you look at Desi Farrell and you look at Jim, and you go, it's a natural path, perhaps into management, and I know you're building experience in your own uh, legacy company, so. Would that be an area you might have time for later on? Would you enjoy the challenge of managing a team? Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Yeah, at some stage maybe I'll definitely get involved with some club stuff. I'm actually still playing next year yeah. with Plunkett's. I have two baby twins at home um, that are keeping me very busy, <laughs> which is which is which is good. So I, I, it's not for the short term, I wouldn't say. Um, but yeah, that, I, I here I love I love GA. I love that kind of I love. 
the performance, the, the 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 pursuit of performance. I love the the the, the idea of leadership and, and trying to get the best out of people. So I'm I'm intrigued by those areas. Um, so I'm sure at some stage I, I I'd, I'd love to get involved in some way. Um, when I have a bit more time in my hands, but um, at the moment we're we're um, we're busy. So it's safe to say splitting Dublin is not the answer. No, I don't think I'd be. Uh, Managing Fingal County Council anytime soon. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> for, doesn't have the same uh, ring to it. Yeah, it doesn't sound as uh, sexy, does it? Um, or Don Leary Rat Down. Don Leary Rat Down. Come on, Don Leary Rat Down. Up the Don Leary Rat Down. I can hear the rings, the ringing out on Hill 16 already. <laughs> yeah. um, so book. no, I don't think I don't think that's the answer. I think um, there's a lot of low hanging fruit that can be solved um, and got after before that's the case. I think. Uh, our Dublin's dominance, yes, there has been dominance, but I'm sure Mayo will love all this talk of talking up Dublin. They'll be looking to come in and snipe a little All-Ireland in a couple of weeks, so um, the team will be well focused on that. They won't be thinking about any of this noise, but um, for the rest of us, it's, it's entertaining, but uh, we'll be fighting. No, I don't think that we'll be spending it to the county anytime soon. They really are going to be hungry for it, aren't they, Mayo? Yeah, they've come, on, come in under the radar. They've kind of kept their heads down. There was all talk of Kerry at the start of the year, and obviously they got dumped out earlier than they thought they would be unfortunately I uh, would have loved to see how they how they um, fared in the championship but they looked good the last day they took their foot off the gas at the end but it's going to be it's going to be another Dublin Mayo game it's going to come down to the wire and uh, it's going to be whoever wants it and in fairness those Mayo guys they have some resilient stages they just won't go away they are just hardy hardy group of lads and that core core group of Keen O'Connor Aidan O'Shea Lee Keegan Paddy Dirk and they are they're athletes. They're they're well able to play ball. So um, I'm really looking forward. I think it's going to be a, a dinger of a game. Well, the book is called The Hill. My autobiography. Bernard Brogan. It's been great to talk to you. Um, Thank you for clearing everything up. It sounds like <laughs> that's going to cause a lot more noise now. But uh, no, glad to glad to chat to these guys. It's always good to have a have a ding well, dong. It sounds like it'll be a, a perfect little stock and filler for the yeah for the end of the year for any football fan. Cheers, guys. Appreciate it. Brenda Brogan, have a good day.